How's it going, everybody, and welcome to episode 126 of Master My Garden Podcast. Now, this week's episode is all about the Bloom, uh, Borbia Bloom Show, which is back in the Phoenix Park this year, which is great news for Irish gardening public, obviously. We've missed two years because of COVID. And yeah, it's super to see it back and super to see these events along with, you know, the other gardening shows that are getting going. It's great to see all those coming back. And I suppose there's a demand there with so many new gardeners over the last couple of years. So it's great that that, that those things are back and that people have, you know, garden festivals like these to, I suppose, to look forward to and to attend. And to tell us all about it, we have Carol Marks from Borbia. She's the Senior Horticulture Manager with Borbia. And she's going to tell us all about Bloom, which, as I said, it's superb to have it back this year. So, Carol, you're very, very welcome to Master My Garden podcast. Thank you very much, John. Thanks for having me. It's it's great. Um, it's great to be part of of this uh, podcast, and uh, it's 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 a lovely, a lovely thing that you're doing, and it's so great to see how successful it's been for you. Yeah, thanks very much, Carol. Um, it, it it is as I said there. It's it's brilliant to see these events coming back. Um, I know Mallow is on this week, and. The, I saw the, the Clare Garden Festival is back to an in-person event this year and all of those, you know, all the rare and special plant fairs, they're all back now this year. So it's brilliant to see these things back. But Bloom particularly being the flagship garden festival in Ireland, I think it, I think it's, you know, brilliant for the gardening public that this is back. Um, yeah. We're, we're absolutely delighted, John. We're delighted to, to bring Bloom back to a live event. Um, this is our 16th year, and obviously we've missed out two live events over the last two years. Yeah. Although we did have virtual activities um, to try and, you know, just ensure that people were still able to participate in gardening in some format. Um, yeah. um, but it, we're so excited to be bringing Bloom back as a live event to Phoenix Park this year. Yes, six, 16 years on the go, and it has probably changed and evolved uh, over the years. I suppose with the two years of the, you know, of the in-person events gone, has there been any sort of changes? What can people expect? Um, is there anything that, you know, because of the, the, the two-year miss that you sort of step back and had another look at it? And, and what can people expect this year? Certainly, yes, John. You're right. Um, we did, you know, we we absolutely did review the event, um, because of the the the, de- the demands of, um, the COVID pandemic and how could we could bring a safe event back where people would feel safe coming? Because of course it's a busy, but we're lucky insofar as it's an outdoor event. Yeah. But one of the biggest probably changes this year is the fact that the nursery pavilion, the nursery and floral pavilion, um is now outdoor. So we now have the nursery village where each of the nurseries have an individual space. Um, okay. So they're in an outdoor area. Uh, they will have a covered um, pagoda and they will have a beautiful display on front of their pagoda um, outside. So it's, it, it just means that, you know, there's less people will feel more comfortable. They're not going to be inside. Um and I think it's going to be very successful. Yeah, I think so. I think there's going to be a lot of demand there. And as I said, a lot of new gardeners after entering the space over the last few years, um, I'd say some of them, you know, just needed something to be doing during the early, particularly during the early stages of, of lockdowns and found gardening to be 
therapeutic, grounding, uh, enjoyable. And I suppose some have deserted at the first chance, but a lot of them have stayed at it and are developing, you know, whether that's growing their own vegetables or flowers or whatever it is, and they're developing over the last couple of years. Yes, and I think they'll have an appetite for learning more, I guess. Totally. And I agree with you 100%. And our research over the last two years, we carry out um, every second year, we normally carry out um, a, a study of the value of the garden market. Mm-hmm. And that's run by Ipsos for us. And it's um, over 16,000 um, people are surveyed over the course of the year. And it just happened that our two-year study uh, fell in on in 2020. So we saw a huge upsurge in gardening. Yeah. Um, and the the market grew from 757 million in 2018 to 1.2 billion in 2020. And you know we looked at that and we said mm, that's really interesting. How let's see how it may, it continues. So we were able to run the study again in 2021, and the you know it, it continued to grow because we did feel that would it start um, leveling off once uh, all the restrictions started lifting and people started going abroad or away on holiday again. But we've seen that the trend has continued that people have continued gardening they're enjoying their outdoor space they see it as a very valuable place within their home and they've continued to improve it so it's been wonderful to see that um uptake in gardening so we've lots of newer gardeners as you say people who may have only tipped in and out of it very occasionally before the pandemic they are now the new gardeners yeah and so we're, we're bringing lots of interesting um things educational areas to bloom to cater for those people who are only starting out in gardening so we will have our garden stage as usual um with lots of demonstrations and talks by uh, leading gardeners including Fino Nulon Jerry Daly from the Irish Garden magazine of course and uh, Mary Keenan who's the new editor of the Irish Garden magazine we've Niall Hatch from Birdwatch Ireland really interesting because I think that's something else that people have noticed because they've been spending so much time in their garden they're hearing all the different bird songs and they're probably wondering well, what, what is that bird um so yeah so we've loads of interesting um slots on the gardening and sustainable living stage that's brilliant. So, so yeah, about the, about the show itself, mm. um, and it's brilliant, actually, you mentioned all those different guests. All of them have been previous guests on the podcast, which is, which is great as well. And, uh, yeah, they're, they're all brilliant speakers. And, uh, I think everybody would get something different from each of those, from yes. each of those speakers. So it's, yeah, it's a really nice lineup. Um, in terms of, in terms of the, the show itself. So obviously a lot of people have been there. Um, but for somebody who hasn't been there, wh- what are we looking at? So we're looking at show gardens, live stage. Sure. Tell us about all the elements and then we'll get into them in- individually. Well, well, this year we have 19 amazing show gardens in the show garden area and we've got nine postcard gardens. Now, the postcard gardens are interesting because they're quite small, but it's an opportunity for community groups and gardening clubs to come in and build a little garden and showcase okay. what they do. And um, we've got 
over 80 Irish food and drink producers in the food village. And we'd have 17 nurseries in the nursery village, which is outdoors, as I mentioned, this year. Yeah. Um, and all the leading nurseries from around the country who will be there and they'll be able to give people advice as well um, on the plants that they're selling, how to grow them, where to put them in their gardens, that type of thing. Then on the mm -hmm. cookery stage, we'll have on the Board B Equality Kitchen cookery stage, we'll have 25 cookery demonstrations. Overall, then, there's 130 retailers on site. So lots of opportunities for people if they want to buy nice things for their garden or their home. Mm -hmm. And that's all within a 70 acre site. And um, it's very, very well laid out and very well spaced out. So there'll be lots of opportunities. So in total, we'll have over 500 exhibitors, stakeholders and sponsors. Um, so, yeah, it promises to be an amazing event. Yeah, and it runs it runns from Thursday the second to Monday the sixth. So it's it's over it's over over the five days. Yeah, over yeah, five days. Yeah. So it's a nice long time over the bank holiday yeah. weekend. So it gives people a great opportunity to get there because the bank holiday it weekend itself can be busy with family time and whatnot. That's very true. But what we what we the other thing, just getting back to the, you know, the whole pandemic and making people feel safer on site. This year we are we are kind of, I won't say restricting, but we, we have to be careful about the numbers on site on any given day. Okay. So what we've introduced this year is we're encouraging people to pre-book their tickets for a specific day um, because, you know, we we have to make sure that people, it doesn't become overcrowded. Yeah and that people will have room to move around and that they will feel safe. So we're encouraging people to, to buy their tickets in advance. Yeah, so buy your ticket in advance. And then from your perspective, that gives you a chance to view if there any one particular day is looking like it's going to be very packed. You can you can uh, exactly. you can yeah. act on that yeah. or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. 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 To, so the show gardens, so 19 different show gardens. Obviously, you're not going to give anything away around uh, what what people can expect there. But is there is there is there a set trend or is there anything unusual in, in the show gardens this year that people can watch out for? Well, there is there is a huge I think there's a bit of a there's a huge um, emphasis on, you know, the garden as a sanctuary, the sustainability of the gardens yep. um, and just having that space to. And I can give you a run through of the gardens. Yeah, for sure. And um, certainly, obviously, they'll be judged uh, before the show opens um, next week. They'll be judged and they will be awarded their medals. So until that's done, we won't have any idea of who which. Who, who gets gold, silver, gilt, silver or bronze. Yeah. But um, all, we've got a number of designers taking part for the first time and they're, they are joining experienced designers such as Alan Rudden, Andrew Christopher Dunn, Jane McCorkle. Um, we've got organisations like the Peter McFerry Trust, Cree, which is the Heart Foundation, yeah. Enable Ireland, Aldi and the National Dairy Council. They've teamed up with designers to create gardens with powerful messages around social and cultural issues. Okay. So, for example, the uh, Cree Garden is very much focusing on heart health. Um, then again, the, uh, Andrew Christopher Dunn's garden hit pause for Cara Nurseries, sponsored by Cara Nurseries. It's all about taking that time to just take in what's around you, have that de-stressing moment um, in the garden and 
I think that's something that we all found during the pandemic was having that time to to reflect and to step away from the normal busyness yeah. of life and how important the garden is for that. Yeah. And then um, the Peter McLeary Trust have sponsored a garden called Pathways to Home, which is, is basically going to demonstrate the journey from homelessness to having a home of your own. Um, so which, again, is a very topical and relevant uh, message in this day and age. That's a, a really interesting, you know, the name and the what you're trying to achieve from that garden. It's an, it's an interesting, I suppose, angle. Uh, it would be an interesting one for a designer, I guess. Um, so l- live stage then. So we have uh, Fina Nulon, Niall Hatch, uh, Jerry Daly, Mary Keenan, um, so on on the live stage, there's is there particular topics that yes, uh, Fiend or Mary or anyone is going to talk about, or is it is it Q and A or what's what? Tell us about the live stage and how that how that actually works. Sure, yeah, there will be there will be Q and As definitely. The exact topics of the talks haven't been nailed down one hundred percent yet. Yeah, um, Fiend will be talking about different aspects of gardening. He'll probably cover some of the subjects in his books, like mindfulness and um, the natural health from the garden, that type of thing. Yeah. Um, and Jerry will be doing the Q and As. Um, Brilliant. And then we'll also have some floral art demonstrations from members of IFA, which are the Association of Floral Artists of Ireland. Yeah. Um, and then the Department of Agriculture are going to do a couple of talks about plant health and how important that is um, in terms of, especially if people are going abroad, that they're not bringing home plants that might have diseases that are going to affect other plants that we have already have in the con- in this country. Yeah, yeah. Then I know there's a lot of a lot of um, the the beekeepers association typically have a stand, and people can learn about beekeeping and the importance of the bees and all of that. So um, there's a lot a lot going on. the The postcard gardens they're interesting. So you said they're quite small, and yes. the name suggests that they are. So what kind of size is this, and and is the what's the idea of the postcard garden? Yeah, the idea of the postcard gardens is that they're in a small, they're an opportunity for people who are not professional gardeners okay. to come and to have a display of bloom. Um, we get an awful lot of community garden groups who will do a postcard garden, um, which might replicate what they do in their own community. And community gardening has become such a um, popular thing over the last number of years. There's so many community gardens where people come together. And I think during the pandemic, it became even more important because we were all restricted about going places and seeing people where people could go to their community gardens and uh, grow things together, beautify a communal area and socialize safely. Um, So so the, the, the community gardens are really great opportunity for people to come and the the space is only three meters by three meters so it shows what you can achieve in a very very small space yes yeah, so it's like a little showcase of a bigger organization um, totally yes yeah yeah, yeah. And community community gardens as you, as you rightly said it's hugely important but it's also it is growing and uh, things like community allotments there, there's some of them starting to get going now and they seem to be 
a lot of the newer ones that are developing, they're being run in the right way. They're being run in a way that's, I suppose, providing a service to the community on a number of levels. Obviously, it gives somebody who doesn't have maybe the space to grow their own vegetables, it gives them that opportunity. Um, yes. But it also provides, I think, outdoor space, a healthy outdoor space for people. Um, also, the community aspect of it, you know, where people can actually meet on a Saturday, do their few jobs, but also have a chat and a cup of tea. And I think that's, yes, that's yeah, yeah. hugely important. And it's great to see a lot of these getting going now. And they're adding, yeah. they're adding things to the community, you know, and from a gardening perspective, obviously, it's great as well to see to see all these places getting going. Yes, yeah, it is. And, and, you know, and that's the beauty of it is that, you know, as you say, it's become much more organized. For example, one of the, the postcard gardens is um, is the Zen Garden by the Coolmine Community School. Okay. And it's created by the students at Coolmine Community College in Blanchardstown. And it was designed as a space for students to calm the mind and focus. So their postcard garden has been inspired by a garden which is already in established in the school to offer students a relaxing open air space wow. and it features an outdoor class classroom which sparks curiosity and encourages them to learn in an outdoor setting you know so so it's it's fantastic and then we also have um biodiversity and well-being village by art school lasalle from rohini and um, so they've just recreated a mini biodiversity and well-being village in their postcard garden and that aims to provide visitors with information about promoting biodiversity and the importance of nature to our, our well-being and their display will feature over 50 uniquely designed insect hotels wow. and they've been made from recycled wood and branches and twigs found found around the school so you know it's 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 you know it's great to see all of these groups coming together yeah, even within that, there's some really interesting stuff. Obviously, there are younger people um, that are doing these from the from the community schools. Um, so that's great that you're getting young people interested in nature and gardening at that stage. But I suppose on a on a deeper level, and to go back to the the cool mine one, like the, mm. there's there's huge studies shown that um, you know in terms of the academic day within school. They're in there typically from nine or half nine till four or half four in the afternoon. And there's 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 studies showing that a huge percentage of the information that's dispensed to them during the day is not actually taken in because it's not physically possible. And what they have yeah. shown in other countries is the the provision of an outdoor space or an outdoor classroom or an outdoor, what was this one called, a Zen garden, uh, allows students to go outside to get grounded again or whatever the word you want to use is but actually yes. when they come back in from an academic perspective the information that they that they're able to soak up over the next couple of hours from having that little break outside is by far more than what it is in just the straight uh you know half nine to, to half four day so oh i agree 100 and and that's you know it's interesting that you should bring that up because we would have Board BIA uh, and the Department of Agriculture in, implemented um, an organic school garden program a number of years ago, yep. and it was linked to curriculum. And a lot of the learnings, you know, as you say, 
if they're just sitting in a classroom, it doesn't sink in, whereas if they're actually doing it. So, you know, scientific, science, math, mathematics, spatial yeah. awareness, all of those things, when you're doing a project in the garden, they all come into that project. So you yeah. might have to measure or you have to calculate or then if you're studying, you know, the insects. and th- So it's all learning, um, and, but it's learning in a very... Um, enjoyable way i suppose is is the way to put it and it's it's almost by osmosis that yeah. the, the information is sinking in it's enjoyable i guess and i suppose it's it's the way that we 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 would as humans it's the way we're designed to learn as well by by doing by feeling by seeing by smelling you know that's how you that's how you develop that so like for me i've harped on about it on the podcast on several occasions school gardens i think are hugely important and uh, it's part of the curriculum in other countries, and I do think that it should be a, a strong part of the curriculum in every country because, as you say, there's there's so much there. Obviously, there's the the science, the mathematics, all of that, the problem solving. The you build up resilience because not everything is going to work, but you build up resilience in that you're grounding yourself by actually doing something in nature and there's so many benefits that um yeah just hope hopefully over time we we start to see it in in as i say in every country yes yes absolutely and just to get back to the cree garden that you asked me about um, and the designer of the cree garden which is is for the irish heart foundation um so the designer is actually um professor of endocrinology yeah that's a hard one to pronounce yes um, a consultant endocrinologist at university hospital galway uh, professor wow. Derek o'keefe and he's also yeah he's also a professor of medical devices at the national university of ireland um and he he does enjoy gardening himself and he knows from his training that many medicine that are used in clinical practice come from plants. So drawing on his background in engineering, he created a design for the cardiovascular Cree garden to help inform visitors about the importance of cardiovascular health in a visual and engaging way. Wow. Yeah. So it's intended to raise awareness about, you know, cardiovascular heart health and the role that gardens plants and technology can play in protecting the heart. Yeah, it's, it's, that's brilliant. Uh, yeah, a keen gardener and, and he's thrown his hand to designing here. So that'll be interesting to see. Um, any any other sort of things to watch out for in the show gardens? Is there anything? Obviously, I think the the winner of Super Garden will be there again this year. If, that's correct. Yeah. The winner of this year's Super Garden will be there and that's going to be announced uh, later this week. Uh, I think the finale is on uh, tomorrow evening, Thursday evening. Um, and then, then we'll also have last year's winner, Mark Hoy, who designs that beautiful garden, uh, wheelchair accessible garden. Yeah. Um, because obviously the whole process went through and then we couldn't do bloom. So so he will be putting his garden in. So there'll be two super gardens um, at bloom Brilliant. this year. Yeah, so that'll be exciting to see. And the other thing I, I'd like to also mention is that um, during Virtual Bloom last year, for that we decided, um, we I came up with this concept of um, almost planting by numbers. You know, because we had so many people who were new to gardening, um, our research had shown that they, they needed more information. They didn't know what to do in the garden. They didn't know what plants to put together. They didn't know, you know, how to 
place them within the garden if they had a shady area or a sunny area. So we yeah. um, we engaged seven award-winning bloom garden designers to come up with seven different garden designs, all okay. that were uh, for the same size garden. And we so we had seven different designs, all available on the Bloom website. It's called Easy Steps to Dream Gardens. Okay. And so basically, the public can go on to the Bloom website, have a look at Easy Steps to Dream Gardens, discover what particular garden might suit their own space. So, for example, yeah. if they have a south-facing garden, they have there's a, there's a design for a south-facing garden, or if they have a, a north-facing, likewise a north-facing garden. So there's seven individual gardens. They can be adapted to suit any garden if somebody has enough experience or um, knowledge to do that. But for somebody yeah. who has no knowledge, they can take the the the, the design recreate it in their own garden. The planting plans are all there. The list of plants in each garden is there. They're all, all the plants are available from garden centres around the country. Um, and they're all, you know, they're all, they would all be grown by Irish nurseries. So we just felt it would be a, a really good way to help people who are just coming into gardening. Okay, so they're, they're all numbered. So you have a plants list numbered one to 50, say, for example. and So, for example, yes, all the number ones are that particular plant. But it also tells you how many plants to put into the space. So all, already, they're, you know, the plants that you can plant together because designers are, you know, one of the reasons people engage designers is because they know what plants to put together, what plants work together, what colors work mm-hmm. together, what plant suits dry soil or damp soil or yeah. whatever. But the, uh, the the brilliant thing is, is that we're reproducing two of those gardens at Bloom this year. So people can come along to Bloom, see the gardens in reality, and the designers will be on hand to chat about them um, and all the information if they wanted to go back home and recreate them in their gardens, they can do that. Yeah, that's a brilliant idea. Yeah, because that is that is where, especially new gardeners, that's where they do fall down. Is that they're not quite sure how to put a bed together. They know what plants they like to look at, but then they bring them home. Does this one go to the front, the back, or the or the or the or the middle of the border? Uh, how many do I put together? How close do I put them together? So that's yeah, that's really good information. Yeah, yeah. It's been very, very successful. I think we've had about uh, 8,000 downloads since we launched it for a virtual bloom last year. We've had 8,000 downloads of the PDFs and the plans and the planting lists from the website. Yeah. So we're delighted with that. Absolutely delighted. Yeah. So hopefully there's uh, a lot of those being being created around the country. It'd be interesting to see if if people could, uh, you know, share how they got on with that planting plan. It'd be, it'd be an interesting, an interesting follow up. Indeed, indeed. And they're in, in the garden, there's 103 garden centres. There's lots of garden centres around the country, but in 103 of them, they have point of sale, which kind of shows where the plants are that are in the gardens as well. Oh, brilliant. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So um, I've got to go off uh, Bloom for a second. I know this week you were over in Chelsea judging. Uh, and again, yes. 
you can't give too much away. But um, is there anything, anything, that, any sort of trend that was there that we're likely to see, you know, sort of coming across to, to bloom? Or is there, you know, is there a team or a trend that seems to be developing that you've noticed? Yeah, well, certainly, um, as I mentioned earlier on with, 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 with Bloom, you know, we're seeing a lot of sustainability and uh, biodiversity trends. It's the same at Chelsea. Huge uh, movement towards um, biodiversity, supporting wildlife, um, gardens that are not overly manicured. Mm-hmm. A lot of gardens were focusing very much on the natural environment, yeah. um, like the Sarah Everly Garden. It was a, it was it was replicating a forest and the understory and um, the natural elements. If you had a cliff face, absolutely beautiful. But overall, I would say that yeah, there's a huge movement towards biodiversity, as you mentioned the bees earlier on. Uh, sustainability, making sure that we support wildlife and nature. Yeah, yeah, this seems to be a trend over the last couple of years. All right, mm, um, mm-hmm. was was it a good show? Was it enjoyable? Ah, uh, listen, it was fabulous. It was yeah. fabulous. Now I have to say, um, and it was so nice. I know I was there in September for the for Chelsea in autumn, which yeah. you know they managed to to put on a fabulous show, but uh, definitely this year to have Chelsea back in May and looking as glorious as it did was amazing. Yeah, it's great. Great to see. Uh, I know you'll be sort of involved as well in the the rare and special plants fairs that are going on around the country and and they're all back again this year. All back up and running on all the Isna shows are back up and running and we did have the rare and special plant fair um, on Sunday, the 8th of May last in Fota. In Cork, and it was a huge success. Um, the amount of people that came was unbelievable. And um, it's always a very busy show, but definitely, you know, people were queuing. They were, they didn't mind queuing. They were very, very pleasant about it. Luckily enough, the weather was good, but just the demand for plants is incredible at the moment. Yes. It just really is. Yeah, I think I think yeah, as the as the gardening base widens. Um, and I suppose, yeah, more and more people start to look for, for, for different plants. And this is where these shows come into their own, that you have specialist producers of, of rare and, and, and different plants, you know. So it's great. Yeah. It's great to see those back. Um, obviously, Bloom is not hard to find. It's in Dublin's Phoenix Park from Thursday the 2nd until Monday the 6th of June, which is the bank holiday weekend. Um, but, but online, where can people go to find, you know, all so things if- Bloom? All things bloom. If people go onto the bloom website, which is so it's board bia bloom b o r g b i a bloom dot com, and all the information is there on the website. And just to mention also that we are again this year running our shuttle buses during the bloom festival. Um, so if people you know, don't want to bring the car right into the Phoenix Park or if they're coming by train, there will be shuttle buses running throughout the day, every day of the show. Brilliant. Uh, yeah, so look, it's, as, as we said, it's absolutely brilliant to see the, to see it back. Um, 
I think that is, you know, the, the live events are one thing that people have missed, whether that's gardening or agriculture or music or whatever it is. It's the one thing that people really missed over the last couple of years because, you know, we're, you know, we're all uh, meant to be together, I guess. And it's great to see Bloom back, great to see gardening festivals back and great to see all the gardening shows and, you know, trade events back. So it's it's brilliant. It's brilliant that it's gone. Um really looking forward to it myself and carol thank you very much for coming on master my garden podcast thank you for having me see you at bloom so that's been this week's episode a huge thanks to carol for coming on as i say it's great to have them back all these shows and uh, yeah definitely i think it'll be you know given the fact that it's been gone for two years i think it's going to be it's going to be a very busy event and i think it's going to be something that people can really really get out and enjoy uh, so thursday the second until monday the sixth of june in the phoenix park in dublin and as carol said there try and get your tickets booked ahead of ahead of schedule and uh, yeah really looking forward to going myself and i'm not sure what day i'm going to get going but hopefully i'll get to see some of you all there and that's been this week's episode thanks for listening and until the next time happy gardening mm-hmm.